But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Nick behind the glass. It is another fun-filled day of where will Kyrie land next? Well, we'll get into all that in a second because it's annoying at this point because why even pay attention to this garbage if he's just going to stay put? We'll get into it. We'll get or into all is that. He? Or is he? Well, I, he definitely is, but all right, we'll... we'll we will dive in headfirst very shortly. Definitely. If you want to support Chop Sports, do so by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. Three, five, ten dollar increments. Those are the ways to do it. So we appreciate you. As always, I believe Bobby, our former pitcher of our softball team, re-upped or something like that. I did see an email come across that I guess he updated the the information, uh, which is information. Um, so now he's supporting once again. So everybody that supports us, we really appreciate it. Um, I did see a couple new, brand new uh, Let's F and Go t-shirts get sold yesterday. And I believe that was Janine Mashad and a couple other uh, folks that wanted to get involved. I'm actually wearing it today. So if you want that, chopsports.shop. Uh, you could support the brand by doing that. And I also have my Let's Rage t-shirt also for sale. The mic's what? going through your computer. So what? Well, after I told Nick to make sure all the mics were working, here we are. Um, do me a favor. Yeah. Hit the settings. Okay. And then you're going to go to audio. And then you're going to go to uh, mic. And then you're going to hit uh, all the way to the top. It should say Roadcaster Pro. You see that? Ba-bam. That should be a thing now. It should be a thing. But appreciate you, Scoop, there, for like coming somewhere. on in and ruining my morning, my uh, as you tend to do. And so I, Now I don't know, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I think we should be good now. It wasn't set, and now it's set to that, correct? But it, yeah. the, the problem is there's two of them. Uh, there you go. So Scoop said. So in the clutch, Dave. So what's up, guys? Up, I'm here now. I don't, I don't think I had God. a mic to begin with, so now I'm here. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Sorry about that. My bad. No. <laughs> as they say on the streets... My bad. Um, so anyway, let's effing go t-shirts. Now on sale, chopsports.shop. Uh, so yeah, the Yankees got another big comeback win. I didn't really watch the game. I didn't have a chance to watch the game. Um, I was here editing for what seems like forever uh, last night. Uh, brand new podcast available right now. I'm very proud of this one. Uh, my former student, Daniel, is on the ones and twos. He's on the mic, and he's uh, he did a great job yesterday. He's 16 years old. Came on the mic and just... Really spit some real good fire. Uh, in fact, in the same breath, Gooch, he had bars. He, he spit had bar- fire. He did have spit this- fire. No, he he had some bars. And um, in the same breath, I want to announce formally that Tommy's been fired because <laughs> he just he just blew Tommy away. And Tommy gave me the whole boohoo thing last night. And I was like, bro, by the way, this kid's leaps and bounds better than you. Fine, just use it. I could tell that it burned feud, him. So I'm, I love I'm it. I'm confused if this is a work for the Chop Sports Fight Factory or is this a real is this a real thing? So stay tuned next week and stay see tuned. if Tommy is It's a great back. episode. Nostalgia. I catch up with him. Haven't seen the kid in three years. He came yesterday. Enjoyed himself. Very polite kid. Met you. Met Ash. Um we went to the to the bar <laughs> for, uh, for 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 lunch, so we didn't. I didn't get him any underage drinks or anything like that. So that was. I fun. don't think anybody was expecting that you. Um, 
You think I was just one of those guys? Like, nowadays. you think I'm one of those guys that hang outside the, uh, <laughs> the, the like the local? This is getting a little uh, <laughs> the local this is um, left. Oh, the this local took a liquor hard store left. Um, <laughs> no, Dave is not a, a bum outside the liquor store. Is I'm that not. what they do though? Is that, a, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so big news coming out of uh, the world of the NBA. But before we get into all that, I, I wanted to bring up my flag and I forgot all about it. And damn it, there it is, the Chop Sports flag. <laughs> so anyway, um, I did want to bring up the news that uh, Kyrie Irving uh, has decided to dupe us all. He had us all right. Everybody's got oh, that's all in your mouth, and everybody's we're talking about Kyrie, 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 and now it's nothing. It's a it's a nothing burger, as they say on the streets. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, this is like this is what pisses me off about guys like Kyrie Irving, Mister Me 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 Me. Right? Yes, yes. Dave, he has all the right to go on Twitter and say, you know what, Woj or other guy or checkmark guy over here, what you're saying about me is false. But he doesn't do that because he loves it. He craves it. He he wakes up in the morning and says. How can I wash my body with me? Like he's just a me, me, I don't, me. I, I don't me. think I. I agree that Annoying. Kyrie is one of the most selfish players in the NBA, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I almost have respect for him for that more so than I than I dislike him for it at this point because the media sucks. I dealt with the same thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not comparing Kyrie and Aaron Rodgers off the court and off the field. Although there Please are don't. some parallels, <laughs> there definitely are some parallels in terms of the are way they, like they conduct themselves. <laughs> very. Um, Outside the box in terms of the way they conduct themselves. Okay. Uh, Kyrie did nothing. He was reported on, essentially, for two days back and forth about this is what's happening. A source close to Kyrie. Never once did you he, did you see a quote by Kyrie saying, I'm going to do problem. this or I'm going to do that. He's allowed to leverage, use the media for leverage in contract negotiations. Maybe, maybe he was trying to negotiate a long-term raise with the Nets and, and get an extension with the Nets. And him threatening the opt-out was the best way to do it. So who knows? In two days, we might see a contract extension, and then, and then it all worked out. But obviously, you, you say it's over with, and that Kyrie is now a Brooklyn Net. He opted in. Well, so as of now, he is. But Well, as we got some breaking news from Kyle Kerms coming in the studio here. He First of all, Kyle Kerms suffered a shoulder injury dating in a quarterback 54 game. MRI was negative. Kerm was placed on a 10-day IR. We knew that already. That's Bigger know. news, yes. though. Is Bigger news. better be ret- pretending to Kyrie? Speaking of Woj, yes. Right. Woj bomb here, coming here. Woj bomb. At 11 it's minutes ago, Woj Los done. Angeles Lakers star Russell Westbrook is planning to exercise his demons. Uh, his $47.1 million option to return to the franchise for the 2022-2023 season. Now, here's here's my thing with this. this that's is what Nick actually said a, at the Open, by the way. Yeah. What? Oh, that, is that what you said at the Open? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. But Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I will say this. This is a perfect opportunity for a great scenario. And I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned it. I was on the old uh, elliptical today with my boy Greg over at the gym. And we were talking about destinations for Kyrie, if that's this thing would actually happen. It's an even swap. Make everybody happy. Ready? This is my offer if I'm the Lakers. If I really want Kyrie Irving, this is my offer. Russell Westbrook and a first-rounder for Kyrie Irving. Straight-up swap. Westbrook goes back to play with KD. Irving comes know back that, to play with LeBron. Things, two things. I don't know that what the Lakers' draft capital is right now because they mortgaged a lot Whatever, to get AD. A bunch of picks. So and I don't know that they Westbrook, have a pick coming up straight in this up draft, wouldn't happen. But 47 mil to 37 mil, so there's definitely a discrepancy in terms of the contract. They would have to figure it out in ter- with another player to make it work. Getting this news, like I was about to sit here and say the Kyrie news isn't necessarily, the Kyrie story is not over with the Lakers just yet. Russell Westbrook opting in might kind of 
make it a little bit more difficult, but I still don't believe for a fact that Russell Westbrook will be a Laker and Kyrie will be a net. I'm not saying that neither one will or they both will. I, I'm saying Just something not. still could potentially happen, but I don't think it's likely that they'll get traded for each other. I don't know that I would see KD co-sign that at this point. Well, uh, I did. I got a text from the, the big deal. How crazy would Craig's that be deal. to reunite LeBron and Kyrie with a trade to reunite... <laughs> What did I just say? No, no, no. But, but like, I'm actually sitting here. They're both former teammates. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I just said. I said it was a scenario where I'm like, everybody gets their former guy. I, I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention at that point. I was probably processing <laughs> something <laughs> else. <laughs> the bubbles. It, it the, is the, what the it thought is. bubbles were going. But yes, dude. I think that that would be a nice little gesture if you if if Kyrie wants to go play with LeBron again. Sure, but make sure you send Russ. Back to Brooklyn. But again, does KD have approval? I, I guess KD better get approval. I mean, but what why would, would he what not? Talking about why would he? How did they? All right, so I'll ask you this. I know that KD left the Thunder to go to the Lakers and win a championship, right? Was that that was a bad breakup? I'm assuming with Westbrook and KD, like there was there had to be some hostility that I'm not staying here. I need to go to win a championship elsewhere. There, there was, was unfinished there was, there business was probably, in Oklahoma City. There was City, probably no? some hostility, but at the end of the day, I think both, all the guys in the NBA understand that it's a business. So while you might feel offended, I don't think there's any like KG Paul Pierce offended where they like, mm. hated Ray Allen for going to the heat. I don't think there was really that aspect of the NBA going on anymore. I think guys are kind of over it. They understand that everybody has their own career path. And while you might feel offended, you have to look back and be like, all right, you know, I might be in the same spot in a year and do the same exact thing. So I don't think that when you say, do they run it by KB, KD? They have to, because KD just, the news is that KD wants to stay to, in Brooklyn, but that could change in a flash too, because I've heard multiple <laughs> conflicting reports over the last three days about Incredible. that as well. Incredible! So these the and loyal, the Woj bomb, <laughs> you it. name it. All these guys, um, they're just the draft coverage was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That like, was rough. Back and f- within three minutes of each other, tweets that are contradicting each other. Same thing with the NBA offseason so far. But the NBA offseason has been lit so far. So that's far. Uh, cool. So to the far, youngies. so far. I said so far like 13 times. That's the new phrase today. What so was far, uh, yesterday was uh, bona fide. Bona fide. <laughs> um, John Wall signed with the Clippers. He's well. He's going to sign with the Clippers after his buyout's done. So Wall heads to LA as well. So there's two guys with LA ties that are heading over to uh, Hollywood. But Has John I, Wall played. I think John Wall's played like four games in four I used years. To love John Wall. Like uh, he was a fantastic Wizards player. That's what I'm saying. That, like when he first came around, it was like, wow, this guy's really fun to watch. And it was just like, I don't know, if something happened where he just he became not fun to watch. Injuries, <laughs> injuries, yeah, yes, injuries happen. He's like Ray Felton now. He's like Ray a li- Felton, a little, a little chonky now, king. So here, I loved Ray Felton. Um, I want to. I bring this up because Craig hit me up. Craig Steele, right? Big Brooklyn guy, right? He's always, always gonna just. You know, take the dagger, try to stab and twist when it comes to me and my Knicks fanhood. And I'm not about to get into the Knicks. Yeah, I guess I am. Because he said he's that the 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 price tag for a guy like Brunson is gonna be a hundred mil, meaning a twenty-five million dollar a year type thing for four years. That to me is an absolute eyewear overpay. Like that's going to be the cost there's no of a guy like Bronson. There, it, but the uh, overpay, me, me I know you're going to say, there's no like, such thing as an overpay in the NBA when you only have to pay 12 guys. There, right? is, there is an overpay, but when you're looking at the NBA contracts, like that's pretty much on par. He's going to get that in free agency, whether it's from the Knicks or somebody else. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's the, the contracts in the NBA are massive. They're just massive. So when you're seeing it, you're, you're used to comparing it to the sport that we are used to, which is football, and they're just bigger. 
Evan Fournier making $17 million a year, that's like the he would be like the third highest paid defender in football. Correct. But he's I, average. I know. He's like a I, decent player. The way I see this, dude, I don't know. I, I with all the sign and trade, there was another trade you were talking about. Something going on with San Antonio, right? Yeah, DeJounte Murray. DeJounte right? Murray for, for John Collins. They've been talking about this for a little bit. Straight up swap? I don't know. I, I'm not sure the details. I'm sure there's going to be even maybe another team involved if it actually goes through because this is something that they, they had steam before the draft, and I think both teams kind of took a back seat and let things play out in the draft. Both guys are still on the team that they were on, and both guys are trying to be moved by their respective teams. So it makes sense. I think DeJounte Murray is a way better player, just out, a inside-out wing. He could do it all. John Collins is good, but I think it'll it'll make the uh, Hawks a lot better defensively. Ken Palman said, "There's no shot that Westbrook handles New York. He couldn't handle Oklahoma City. <laughs> so that, there's something to that. There's definitely something, an aspect of handling New York. And I think Kyrie is feeling the effects of this. Kyrie has always been in big cities. Cleveland is technically a big city ever since LeBron got there. They grew, right? So like that was a big city. Boston's a big city. So the teams that Kyrie Irving has." attended and played for they are big market teams i don't know if he was ready for the new york media because this this is like borderline ridiculous at this point yeah it was also a perfect storm with the whole covid situation well, i was gonna say the type of shit that he pulled you you would expect the new york media to roast them with yeah the but whole... the type of shit that the state of new york pulled oh yeah general, i blame the state over <laughs> Kyrie like, on that no, but that, that the, part just, yeah but, there was, but before there was visiting that players, before there was visiting that, players yeah. that were coming to the Barclays Center and playing in games that weren't vaccinated and Kyrie wasn't allowed. You know, so I, that was I garbage. Agree, Bro, I was agree sitting in the front in row sense. without a mat. Like, the whole thing was dumb. That whole thing. And that's not even why I don't like Kyrie Irving. For what he stood for, I'm all for that, actually. I'm all for, like, hey, man, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do it my way. Fine. But, like, I'm talking about the birthday shit. I'm talking about all that other garbage that he's all of a sudden, you know, change religions. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a religious holiday on the calendar. He can't practice. There's just so much stuff that goes with Kyrie Irving that that's why I said to myself, I said, if he becomes a Nick, I don't want nothing to do with this team. And now it won't happen. So now I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Now that he's not anywhere uh, associated and or linked with the New York Knicks anymore. This whole, you know, Brunson thing, that's another story. Uh, there's also another report that I saw right before the show that the Celtics are eyeing uh, Alec Burks. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> okay? I mean, like, if I'm going to keep this this core group that, that Kyle Kerms bangs over the head, that these are the youngins, these are the youngins, there's nobody, there's no room for anybody else, so then keep them. Don't go trading away these pieces because then you're going to prove my point that they can't keep anybody in New York and they're just going to ship just them off for more draft picks. I the Celtics because they, they've – Beating everybody in these trades. If you look at some of the trades the Celtics have pulled Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Don't trade with the Celtics, even though Danny Ainge is gone. He was the guy, right? He was the guy that was doing it all. Who? And he's still, on, he's still in the front office. Yeah. I think he retired. Yeah. Stepped down Tim as Tim Riley GM coming in saying Knicks president. are saving their money for LeBron and Bronny. Is Bronny his son? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't think Bronny's going to be that uh, guy. Now, but me and Jimmy Palumbo, we're on the same. St- I would take LeBron, forty-seven years old. And I was going to say you would love Westbrook on the Knicks because he'd put up a triple double every night. He would play hard every night. And I mean, Westbrook's not going a, anywhere anymore. Unless I'm it's just a saying, if 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 Westbrook was a Nick and whoever's saying he wouldn't handle New York, I think he'd handle it just fine. I think he's. What year is is Bron even in school? Uh, college? No. He's in high school? Yeah. He's in high school, but Christ. it doesn't matter. I don't know how so fucking long we got for this. So if, if he's in high school, he's potentially two years out. God, that's scary. Okay. I don't know what, what grade he's LeBron, in. LeBron, James, has that ever happened in the NBA? 
father son combo? No, no, right? No. Baseball, I know it has Griffey's, right? So. At least, at least I know that one. I don't think the there's any ever been any father son combo in the NBA simultaneously. No. It would have to be like a guy like James Worthy who played to like 87 and a son of his, but I don't think that's not worth. Yeah, Worthy. No. Who am I thinking of? That old center that played for the Lakers. Why can't I think of his name? It might have been Worthy, but like Kareem, goggles. Kareem Abdul. I know Kareem. I mean, that's the guy with the goggles. No, I know. Ugh, there was another one. John Sally. Sally. I mean, he's been on every team. Every team. But I'm saying, like, he was in the movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he looked like he was 64 does he, years does old. Does he even have a son? I don't know, but I'm saying if he did, he, was he could have played. Ace Ventura? John no, Sally. No, that was Tone Loke. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that is the NBA in a nutshell. It looks like the. Uh, Offseason, as per Gooch, is Liddy, and uh, it'll get better as we go. So when does free agency start? When's that fiasco? Yeah, what? It's like basically Thursday. here. Th- this week? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, why are you so excited? I'm excited gonna, because it's this you're content. You're going to overpay for Jalen Brunson? We're going to overpay for Jalen Brunson. And I think or you're going you're gonna to try to overpay for Jalen Brunson. And then get denied. I can't wait for the Lakers to just go say they're not going to sign a bunch of veterans and then you know, three weeks into free agency, go sign like well, every they other veteran. The John Wall oh bullet. God, they, do- they, they dodged the John Wall bullet because I'm pretty sure they were definitely in on John Wall. They were, right. were going to trade for him. The there was. Deadline. They there wanted w- to trade Russ. <laughs> they wanted to trade Russ. And they're, they're, uh, I think it was Houston was asking for like this. four going. number one picks. And there like, was yeah, a no. father-son combination. <laughs> LeBron James played with Delonte West. That is good. Scoop? <laughs> no, Ken Palman. There we go. That Ken. a boy. Ken coming in with a clutch I have comment. Some, um, I have some little side tips bits before we get into the next topic sure, or whatever sure. we're about to do whether it be live reads i don't know that is right that is it <laughs> did anybody see the news about the boxing match that's in the works oh christ so two former nfl players star nfl players mm-hmm. both played running back in the league any any guesses any guesses yes Dave? it's it's what you said yesterday adrian peterson versus Le- uh, Le'Veon bell there we go adrian peterson versus Le'Veon bell does anybody think Le'Veon bell has a chance against adrian peterson he beat his kids i'm sure he has no problem <laughs> with beating, a switch beating Le'Veon bell. adrian peterson just looks like you know he could still rush for a thousand yards in the league and he probably could in the right situation i would love to see this fight because Le'Veon bell just has a punchable face and ap while he is a a fa- uh, child abuser, good football player, but let's not brush piece over the shit fact person, but uh, that he's a piece of shit. Uh, I would like to see Le'Veon Bell get knocked out, or at least maybe knock out AP. We'll, we'll see. But I love these kinds of things. This I'm down terrible. for the fight. This is awful. Actually. Calling it right now. This is dumb. Adrian Peterson's gonna gonna win four rounds, knockout. Four rounds knockout. I'm saying it might happen earlier, and they're I'm probably saying only this fight's fight. not even going to happen. It's going to fight three rounds. It'll probably happen. There's going to be on money the on the Jake table. Paul card? What, what, what are we going to? What are we doing here? Oh, Jesus, Whatever. The, why are we doing this? The next uh, Jake Paul card. Speaking of Jake Paul, Tommy Fury can't get in the country, so that fight's off. <laughs> Dude. Um, oh, so that's just a little. Poetic. A little bit about baseball. The New York Yankees are in on the Luis Castillo sweepstakes. I don't think they're going to get him. I think the price will be too high. I do really like Luis Castillo. Oh, I love Castillo, and I think it'll be a fantastic addition to the I love the fact that he's the, got the, the fastball changeup combo. I think one of the better changeups in the game. I just think that the price is going to be too high because he's like the premier. They're going to want Dominguez. The they're premier want all pitcher these guys. available. Which one, Dominguez? No, we're not giving up Dominguez. That's what I'm saying. They're going to yeah. want our top tier guys. I think, but they would. Be, it would take a pretty decent package. Um, Bailey said uh, Bell failed at rapping, so he doubts he'll succeed in boxing. Yeah, no, <laughs> a- and AP is like. Adrian Peterson is just a freak of nature, so I think that he yeah. could do anything he put his mind to. 
boxing being at the very top of the list. Um, Orioles and then the winner their, gets Frank Gore. <laughs> so we're just, be careful. It's a tournament here. Frank Gore will probably dominate either of them because he's been doing boxing a little longer. Um, the first time in the history of this show, and maybe in a decade uh, at that, the Orioles are making headlines, and it's their first winning month since August of 2017. So they concluded a winning month of baseball. So they haven't won, uh, had a winning month in five years, half a decade. Bravo. Six years. So, Bravo. But oh, yeah, just, what is it? Just 15? No, lens well, to the seven. point that the AL East is, is so good this year. It's probably because they finally got rid of Chris Davis. You Probably. put some respect they're still, on they're definitely Crush still paying him. name. Definitely still paying him. Yeah, no, they're paying for him, all right. <laughs> Not even financially. They're just paying for having him. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. They're still paying for him. You know who's not going to have to be worried about his money in retirement? Crush Davis, because he's getting money here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you guys real quick about none other than the Fusco agency. Ooh, the paper toss early. The Fusco Insurance Agency, ladies and gentlemen, it's a powerhouse. The guy offers a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, are you worried that you're going to run out of money in, in retirement or how you'll pay for long-term health care? Will your family be okay? That's the number one thing here, folks. Family, stop worrying and start planning. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security for a greater control over your money. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you greater control. <laughs> I read the same line twice. <laughs> Michael Fusco can help, ladies and gents. As president of the Fusco Insurance Agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. How many times are going to say comprehensive retirement plan? He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little bit less now. Just call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation at 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. Now, also, starting now, he's uh, you're going to be able to offer your customers, anybody that you help out or on your payroll or whatever, or some expenses, you can now offer them three uh, starting at $300 worth of financing if you have a 540 FICO score or above. That's part of the prestigetaxfinancing.com because this guy does it all. I told you that. So anything money-related, go talk to our boy Michael Fusco. He's got it all. Check him out, FuscoInsuranceAgency.com. So, Mr. Gooch, what's up? Talk about your Gooch. Yes, head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code SHOPSPORTS. They are offering 20% off, free shipping worldwide with the promo code SHOPSPORTS. It's got the Platinum Package. It is a 4.0, right? Platinum Package 4.0. It comes equipped with all the goods you need to keep your balls fresh and clean. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0, equipped with the 400K LED trimmer. It's waterproof. You could take it in the shower. No worries. It's got the lawnmower or the uh, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You got the crop razor 2.0 and all the gels and exfoliators for your butt crack. So head on over to Manscaped. Use the promo code Chop Sports. What's up, guys? It's Sturch from Chop Sports. And today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Search sent you. 
Sounds good. Sounds absolutely fabulous. As we move into our beloved sport of sports, and that's the NFL. Yes, finally. We have ourselves. Yesterday, we uh, we did a fantastic job, bang-up job by both of us, picking some breakout AFC players. And I didn't switch the name on this one, but we both know it's the NFC. Uh, so this episode, we'll be diving into the NFC. Uh I would feel like we're a little bit more versed on the NFC, even though we know pretty much everything about everything. And it's not a, it's not a just a, you know, just talking out my ass. I know everything about everything when it comes to football. I feel like in the NFC, we see those guys a lot more. So it's a lot easier for us to pick out breakout stars or even dig a little deeper than we did yesterday. So we yeah, will start. Today, I didn't even do one bit of research. This is completely off the top of my head. So we'll see how it goes. Oof. Uh, I wonder if there are any of them. You know what? If I had to guess, there's 16 teams in the NFC. We I want to say. Yesterday, we, we talked we, about it. What? Like pre, we said. Who we did do, do pre, but we, we didn't do pre this time. This whatsoever. I want to say, if I have, let's do, set the over under and how many guys we have the same. I want to say the number is going to be very low. I want to say three. Who's got the takers? For the under or the over of guys that we have three the same. out of sixteen, I'm taking the over. Okay, easy. We'll see. We'll Unless see. Here we go. Peaked at my list. Bet you the first one's a no go. But anyway, we're gonna start with the NFC East and start with the New York Football Giants, which they look like they're gonna just they're 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 just primed to have a really good season. And when I say that, I say that with the utmost sarcasm. Uh, but I do believe that they're gonna be improved. Um, it all depends really on Saquon Barkley and how they can get him going. But I will say. That And this is going to be a little bit of a theme ski for me today. The tight ends, again. Last year, and the last five years, or however long Evan Ingram's been playing football, he um, he came into the league and he didn't remember how to catch, which is weird because as a tight end, you kind of want that skill set. Give me Ricky Seals-Jones, the brand-new tight end for the New York football giants as the breakout star because the wide receivers stink, Galladay sucks, Tony's an asshole, and I just feel like Daniel Jones is going to have to look underneath a lot, and there's going to be Ricky Seals-Jones waving his hand saying, throw it to me. I'm saying this is a no-brainer, and if you're picking a bunch of tight ends, then maybe it's going to be the under because I only have one okay. on my list. Uh, it is Kadarius Tony. Asshole oh. and all, he's a wide receiver one in the making. Womp, womp, and womp. when we're talking about wide receiver ones, we're talking about some of these guys tend to be assholes. I don't think it's going to matter. Daniel Jones is in a contract year, so he's going to have to play his best football to get some money, whether it be from the Giants or somebody else. Kadarius Toney is going to lean heavily on that guy. Last year, he was by far their best offensive player. Going into year two, a full camp under his belt, which he did not have last year, I think Kadarius Toney definitely makes a big leap. Also, the Giants will be down a lot, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second halves. Okay, interesting take. Ricky right. Seals-Jones... We'll have a better year, though, but I just think Kadarius Tony's going to be a potential I just star. feel like when you're getting rushed the way they're rushed, get rushed, and, and Daniel Jones is going to be looking for the underneath stuff rather than looking down the field, Seals Jones is going to be running the crossing routes, very intermediate crossing routes. He's not going to stretch the field uh, by any Kadarius Tony will probably line up in the slot more Jimmy often Palumbo than Jimmy Palumbo getting involved. He'll probably line up in the slot more often than not. And I think the Giants' offensive line, while Stinks. won't be great, it should be improved. They have some guys now. They made, a, they made a splash signing, did they not, at tackle, right tackle? Or did they draft? They drafted Evan Neal. They drafted Evan Neal, and okay. they signed a few other offensive linemen. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, well, I well, really well, let's let's but, figure it out. Uh, I don't have to figure it out. No, I still, I think though, while Kadarius Tony probably is primed for a v very good year, depending on he'll be suspended what by week four. 
for I think conduct detrimental to the team. I think if, if Galladay stays healthy, which I think he he might. Oh, all he then, has to do is score one touchdown. He'll double his touchdown <laughs> catches from last but year. I also, I also have to stop with the Giants. I think the Dayball the Dayball situation is that I even say his name, yeah, Brian, Brian Dable. Dable. Brian Dable. If you look at what he's done with Buffalo's offense, we'll see. You know, he gets a year with Daniel Jones, and he gets a year to maybe make uh, Kadarius Tony do a little bit of what Stephon Diggs was doing in Buffalo. Doubtful. As we move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, their breakout star, I'm going to continue my trend here. And uh, we already know the skill set that Dallas Goddard possesses, but now you add A.J. Brown, and the field is going to be opened up a little bit more. Dallas Goddard's probably going to have anywhere from 85 to 95 catches as a tight end this year. That's my bold prediction for him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, look, you know I don't like the guy, but obviously he's a good, well, he's getting better at quarterback, and he's a mobile dude, so he can get on the run. Dallas Goddard and him had a good rapport last year. They add one more year to that with camp and stuff. I feel like Goddard's going to have himself a great year, and I wish the Cowboys would have drafted Goddard once upon a time, but that didn't happen. They named him Dallas for the love of God. I feel like the Eagles have a have the opportunity for almost every single skilled player on offense to make a leap. <laughs> I don't know which one's going to make the biggest leap, but their offense is significantly improved. I think they have a decent offensive line mm-hmm. if they're healthy because they, that's been an issue for them in the past. But outside of their running backs, you know, I don't know what we're going to get out of them. I think Kenneth Gainwell, you know how I was talking about him all last year. Sure. I think Miles Sanders will do just enough to make both of them irrelevant fantasy-wise. I do think Goddard will take a small step forward. Sanders hurt last year a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why Gamewell got his. It is what thing. it is, and yeah. even when he wasn't hurt, Gamewell was pretty much the getting a decent amount. That was a, a realistic split at best. Yeah, um, AJ Brown in town. If he could stay healthy, his presence just makes everybody else better. Devontae Smith going to do a little bit better. I think he'll do better year too. In the offense. Um, Eagles are going to be good and, on and offense. Jalen Don't get me wrong. Rager, Jalen Rager now stepping into the third wide receiver role, which is what he's more suited for. Sucks. <laughs> he's not. Jalen Rager doesn't. He doesn't cut it as a number one, but as as a number three, I think Jalen Rager could be at the very least you a remember, James Washington you, type. You remember, remember the time the remember the time that the Eagles drafted Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. I do. I remember that time. That was awesome. But my guy <laughs> that I'm picking for this for this specific thing is because of all the other guys that I mentioned right there. There's one guy at the center of all that, and it's Jalen Hurts. He was already, I think, a top 10, you maybe top You love you five. some Jalen Hurts, man. I think Jalen Hurts is a lot better than you're giving him credit for over I the last— I mean, it's very hard for me to give credit to Jalen Hurts. Not but really. Yes. I mean, I mean it's it like, is. That's, it's like that's me saying, a, like, Daniel Jones is going to take the next step. Like, he's not. Well, I feel like I you have twice a, a year. I feel like if both. you're going to sit and talk sports, then you have an obligation to at least oh, to call he it. Told like, me take the bias out. Let's see how much he rips all over the fucking NFC North. Well, I sit here if you ask me who the best receiver in football is. I'm going to put like Justin Jefferson in the top three. I'm not going to sit here and say he sucks. It's a realistic thing. You know, like you got to look at it realistically. I don't. Okay. And I gave you Dallas Goddard. That's what I, I give you the tight end because I think that Jalen Hurts Jalen is going Hurts, to be looking for tight Jalen end. Jalen Hurts will have better numbers this year than he did last year because of all the new weapons. Javante Smith coming into his own another year with the offense and the head coach. A little more confidence, so it's Jalen Hurts for me. Yeah, just do yourself, you know, do yourself a favor, Seriani. Don't wear a beat Dallas T-shirt the week of a game, and then we won't beat you by forty on Monday Night Football. You know, or it's all easy. Stay consistent, do it again, yeah, and do one it day again. You'll keep beat doing Dallas. it. Poke that bear. Day of wearing the shirt. Speaking of my beloved Dallas Cowboys, I'll just say something off the cuff here. I won't. Everybody's gonna be like, "Well, he's probably gonna say Zeke, or he's gonna say Dak, or he's gonna say the next receiver, C.D. Lamb." I'm going. I'm flipping to the defense, baby. I'm flipping all the way to the defense. And what you're probably thinking is he's going to take Micah Parsons again to have a breakout, which already did. So that wouldn't make any sense, right? I would say Demarcus Lawrence is going to be back and better than ever this year. He will be. My breakout player for the Dallas Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball is somebody on a one-year contract because they were literally about to get rid of him. 
They've been saying that the linebacking core is bad in Dallas. Outside of Parsons, they just didn't know what to do, so they brought back Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton Vander Esch, when they drafted him, he was a fast side-to-side linebacker. He's got some neck issues. When you have neck issues, that's one of those things that'll take you out for years and maybe even your career. This year, this kid's going to right the wrongs, okay? The kid came up playing eight-on-eight football. A lot of open field, okay? So I think Leighton Vander Esch silences a lot of these critics this year as far as the Cowboys linebacking core outside of Parsons is going to be no good. I think Vander Esch has a good year, and uh, I'll consider him the breakout player because everybody else on the Cowboys defense right now is legitimately good. The defense is going to be good. Dan Quinn got brought back. I think they're going to be all right. Leighton Vander Esch is my guy. LVE, let's howl. I think it's clear, it's it's fairly clear to me if the Cowboys are going to be better offensively this year, they're going to have to get Tony Pollard involved Ooh, a little Cox. bit more. Very good, Joe. So with my obvious opinion on Zeke's steady decline and the the way the offense looks with Pollard on the field, I do think that there's a health issue potentially with Pollard being able to actually shoulder more of the load. So I think Zeke is still going to get a lot of carries. But Tony Pollard, I think, has to at least touch the ball 50 more times than he did last year. So I think he touched it 130. His usage, if he gets it 180 times this year, then Tony Pollard's usage and his touchdowns will all go up. And it'll be a flex option. I won't go to the defensive side because I think their defense is really good. And I think even if Vander Esch – I don't think Vander Esch will stay healthy. That's an And that's that's been a problem. If he can, then yes. If he's on the field, the guy's tackling machine. He reminds me of Sean Lee a lot. I don't want to say a rookie because he's not technically a breakout player, but I think Jalen Tolbert is going to be the surprise for Dallas's offense. Hell yes. I interviewed um, him on draft night. And Tony Jaylen Pollard, Tolbert, shout Tony out to Pollard you, will, out of all the players that were on the team, you would expect it to be Tony Pollard, but it might just be CeeDee Lamb with, with Amari Cooper gone. Is this the year that he makes the leap? We'll find out. It's hard for me to pick one of these guys, but I'm going to go with Tony Pollard because Zeke sucks. <laughs> Terrible reason as to why, but the other stuff was really good. So well, well thought out. I know I had to fucking poke you a little bit. <laughs> the bear has been poked. Um, we have a comment here. When LVE made the third down crucial open field tackle against San Fran, he earned a lot of good grace with me. Years of underperforming left my brain immediately. See, that's what I'm saying. There, there's there is hope when there is Leighton Vanderesh on the field and healthy. So you're telling me an NFL linebacker made a tackle. Open field tackles are a different, Open field different like beast. Wow. Wow. You know that, too. Sign Stop him that. up. Uh, let's Sign go with the up. Washington Redskins football team commanders, Snyders. Um, I'm going to say none. Nobody has a breakout season on the Washington commanders. I said none. Actually, Daniel Snyder should break out of owning That's the good. team. Uh, um, actually, no. I'm, I'm going to say the breakout player this year uh, will be by week six when Carson Wentz gets hurt. It'll be Tyler Haneke again. So Heineke will come in and play even better than Carson Wentz was playing before injury. And I'm not rooting for injury. I just I watch football, and I know this is what happens. Uh, give me Heineke as my breakout player for the Washington Commanders football team Redskins. Um, I would love to say Ow, Antonio Gibson right now, and it will oh, be don't a, do year, it. a year don't later do on it. my bold prediction. Yeah, that he, don't do that. I'm not. Okay, good. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> well, I do think there is some third-round value, maybe late-second-round value at Antonio Gibson this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. I feel like he's underutilized been a, last he's been year, a, man. Well, he was well, hurt, hurt a lot last hurt, year, yes. but if he could stay healthy, I, I really liked him on that team going into the. Obviously, you guys all know about because Dave doesn't let anybody fucking forget it. I thought Washington was going to be really good last year. I didn't say it. They, I was, um, I was they to weren't. It. They weren't. But this might have something to do with it. Are you he talking about when they, you predicted them to win twelve games? I, I am. But bro, <laughs> Fitzpatrick got hurt week one. My this prediction is true. Your went prediction out went out the window. You and AJ just kumbaya the rest of the year. All right, um, so that's the NFC. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be Go Cowboys. Curtis Samuel. All right, moving on. Who's next? 
NFC North. Okay, let's start with the Packers. I'll start this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <clears throat> it, this one's a very chalky pick, I believe, uh, because of the fact of the exit of one Devontae Adams. I've always been a fan of this guy. I think he's going to do even better this year. It is officially Alan Lazard season, folks. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Still has the best quarterback in the world throwing him the football. I mean, what better? I mean, what better situation do you want? Like he's he's going to be the guy now. As much as they've addressed things in in the draft, and I, did they bring any free agents in as far as receivers? No, yeah, right? Sammy Watkins. Okay, Watkins in his four hundred pound frame. But like, I would say that Alan Lazard is the guy this year. Um, and again, like I said, when you have the best of the best throwing you the rock, you're going to perform. Give me Lazard. Yeah. So obviously. I knew you would take Lazard because it is the chalk pick, and I do agree Lazard is going to have a leap this season, but um, he's already been somewhat relevant, so coupling the fact that I kind of expected you to pick Lazard, and I wanted to give the people a little more of a um, give the people of a breakdown, I think A.J. Dillon's going to make a leap this year and be a little bit better, but I was gonna that's going to be too. barring injury, so I'm not going to pick him. Oh, right? yes. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with my probably my most hated player from last season. Don't tell me. Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers. Oh, yes. because he couldn't return a punt for sure. Couldn't shit. catch a punt, but I don't think they'll be asking him to catch punts this year. He's going to inherit a situation where he is going to get every opportunity to take over a true either slot role or number two role across Alan Lazard. I think that Watkins might get the job early as the number two, but he'll play about four games and he'll be done for the year. Half man, half a season at best for Sammy Watkins. And Amari There's a lot Rogers, of love for Chris, uh, Christian Watson in here. A lot in the chat. I mean, that's... Rookie, got to be careful. We're gonna, I'm not going to sit here and, and pick the rookie yet. I think the Packers bring guys along. I think because of the departure of Devontae Adams, everybody's expecting the, the first round, or in this case, second round pick, to step right in. But if you look at the history of the Packers, they don't really give the, the receiver a shot that early. They make him kind of earn it. And with Rodgers, the veteran that he is and needing things to be precise, I think he needs their guys to get a little more seasoning with the playbook as well. Unless he's just a freak athlete, but from what I'm reading, and I don't want to admit this, from what I'm reading so far, it's not like I've seen any of it, is that he might be a little bit of a of a project where he Watson? doesn't get going okay. right away in the season, which okay. is fine. He's a rookie. I'm, Definitely I'm okay fine. with that. Um, I do think Amari Rodgers makes a leap this year. Uh, Kyle coming in. Samari Tour or Touré from Nebraska. Seventh-round pick. Dude's built like T.O. Just wait. Yeah, so he's, and, uh, he's giving me some fluff over there. Uh, Romeo Dubs. There's a couple other guys. That, great they, last they got some. Yeah. Great last name. Great last name. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings. Going back to my tight end roots here. I'm going to go with Irv Smith Jr. uh, to have another great year. The guy's been a very consistent player in the league so far. Um, I think he does it again. Obviously, they shipped off Rudolph uh, last year, so we knew Irv Smith was going to be the guy. And now a second year where teams are starting to really zero in on Jefferson and teams are really going to start bumping and running Thielen on the line. You're going to look for that underneath route, and I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. Irv Smith Jr. is an athlete. He's not just a tight end. That boy can ball. And I think that this is the year for him. Yeah, he's also another one that just gets hurt a lot. So I'm not going to buy on the Irv Smith bandwagon. And there's just a lot of guys. And the guy that I'm going to mention is one guy that I think is coming into his own when Thielen was banged up. Or, yeah, I think Thielen was banged up last year. He oh, stepped I know in. Okay. And K.J. Osborne, Osborne, I think with yeah. the League of Opportunity, when he gets his, he's going to make plays. And the athletic ability that he's bringing is – it just adds a crazy wrinkle to that. Like, even with Thielen there, him in the slot is just a perfect fit. I hate to admit it, KJ Osborne. I really like him as a player. That offense is going to hear me. Well, I'm dude. The Vikings. I'll tell you when somebody's I think good. KJ Osborne's really good. Okay, I think he's going to have. Well, who a, would you a like me to say is year. really good that I didn't say is really good on the NFC East? 
You, you want me to get all over the Jalen Hurts train? I'm not going to do it yet. That's all. I'm not asking. I think Jalen Hurts and Dak is like a very good comparison right now. I'm going to throw up. All right. Anyway, moving on. That. to I the, agree with that the, one. Well, I'm sorry. I said I agree with that. Who hired they're very, this guy? They're very similar quarterbacks. They are. Dak is a beast compared to Jalen Hurts. Anyway, we'll talk about this maybe on another episode. <laughs> All right, moving <laughs> on to the Lions. Crazy this here. is going to be an out-of-control pick right here. Actually, you go first, because I know you're not going to get the same guys as me. DeAndre Swift. Okay, well, that's, that's very chalky as well, so yes. That's but fine. who else is going to do better? Like Amon Ross St. Brown, there's no way he could duplicate what he did last year. Who's their number two receiver? Uh, what about the, the, the uh, um, uh, Quez Watkins? <laughs> is he over there? Not going to work. Okay. Not going to work out TJ Hawkinson? I think, I think Deon- continue that trend? Yeah, he's good, but he's already good to me. So I think DeAndre Swift is good, but he's a potentially like top five pick in fantasy going into next year. DeAndre Swift this year to me is my AJ, is my AJ, or Antonio Gibson. Okay. He's my uh, Antonio Gibson this year where I, I really think DeAndre Swift is going to I can out. almost guarantee that if you polled 100 people right now, uh, who will be the breakout star for the Detroit Lions, Nobody would say this guy. Give me Riley Patterson. Kicker for the Detroit. Is that the cricket? <laughs> that is the cricket. Kicker for the Detroit Lions. They're going to get to the 20, maybe the 30, and they're going to settle for three. This offense is going to be relatively, oh, I mean, they're, mm, they're not, mm, you know. Uh, Jared Goff, still not a believer. I know Kyle's a big Goff guy, and there, there are people out there that are Goff believers. Um, Swift is a good running back, but again, if they get down and dirty in the trenches, it's going to be hard for them to score points. They're cover machines on the, on the gambling aspect of life. But give me their kicker. Some love for the brand, huh? Oof. Shout out to McAfee and the special teams love. How about that? The crickets. I love it. Uh, moving on to the Bears. Dub uh, Bears. Again, this team, I think, will be in contention for the number one overall pick in 2023. Um, that's not a bold take. I just don't see it. Like, yes, they moved on and they, they you know, they, they're shifting the culture and all that. Grub, you know, they didn't do nothing for, for Justin Fields. They didn't do anything for that defense except for ship guys away. Give me. <sighs> it's one of the. I think Scoop said it best. All these guys suck. Give me the tight end. Give me Cole Komet. Give me Cole Komet as a, a breakout star for the Bears. But again, uh, what's a breakout for the Bears? They're, they're just gonna. They're not even going to break out of the cellar of this division. There's there's no way that I can get behind the Chicago Bears this year. I just can't. And look, I'm sure there's the Jay Silvas of the world and, and, and DJ Mario and, and even Rube. Rube will probably even admit that they're going to suck. But I'm sure he'll say they're going to win the division by four games. But I'm saying, like, the Bears are going to struggle this year. Uh, so give me Cole Komet, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's rough. I feel like Tough the, the chalk pick here would probably be Justin Fields because he played sparingly last year and now he's going to get an opportunity to to have the uh the reins day one maybe he has like a lamar jackson type year two i don't see it i don't think he's a good enough passer i don't think lamar is the best passer but i think justin fields is a little bit worse there is a chance for the bears the only chance for the bears is that justin fields is dynamic and completely dynamic and he's just so good with his legs that it doesn't matter if he could throw the ball or not I don't see that happening. I don't even think he has the like the moxie for that. Like he's got the wheels, he's got the shifty moves. That's fun. But like when he he's going to become one of these boohoo guys it, that maybe, like gets really maybe. upset when things don't go his I way. I think that there's there's no help for him there, so it's going to be tough. They mortgaged their entire future for him, so there was no draft help. So the Bears have their issues. Uh, I do think Justin Fields has the potential athletically to just you know shock everybody and take the league over in certain aspects with his legs. 
And then if he's able to do that, then the arm will come. But I think that that's going to be a little unlikely with the stacked boxes they're going to be facing. All the stacked boxes is going to open things up for their true number one, or now Mooney? their only number one, is Darnell Mooney. I yeah. think he's one of the best route runners in the league. He's gotten balls airmailed his entire career so far. It's only been a few years. Um, and part of that was Justin Fields. So he's still got a bad quarterback throwing him the ball, but Darnell Mooney going to get a lot of opportunities. As you said, they're going to be in contention for the one pick, probably down in a lot of games. So either way, we both got a pass catcher. I hate Cole Komet. <laughs> oh, but why? <laughs> I hate Cole Komet. I don't. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's going to be a star by any stretch. I think Mooney. I think Mooney has a player. chance. Mooney has a chance to catch like 80, 90 balls. This My year. boy JoJo coming in saying uh, Fields better than Hurts. <laughs> I can't get behind that. No, one, unfortunately, I think Fields is really bad. That. Uh, he doesn't believe that, but he is a Cowboys guy after all, so that's okay. All right, moving on over to the NFC South as we. Take a look at some of these teams that are definitely very interesting picks here. I think they're going to We be. also haven't had one pick the same so far. So, the so under, I did take the, the under. under is I took the under. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we're pretty much. I, I know we're going to have the Falcons the same if it's. All right. Well, let's go with the Bucs first. How about we go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tom Brady is my pick for breaking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it will be somebody that Tom Brady's throwing to, I guess. Godwin's going to miss some time, I think, with the ACL. Give me Russell Gage. He goes from that's one. Yeah, you get it. Right. Russell Gage is our strong common here. grounds uh, for the Bucks. Russell Gage goes from Matt Ryan to Tom Brady. Obviously, that's an upgrade there. Uh, and again, I think he gets a lot better looks in the early going part of the season where he can catch. Russell Gage is going to be one of those guys. I'll tell you this right now. One of those guys that catch like five touchdowns in four games or something like that where they're gonna be like holy shit right this is gonna and then it's just he's gonna finish for eight yeah, or something like that Brady, Brady's the type of guy that's gonna spread it around you're gonna have some dud games from Mike Evans and then there's gonna be a guy that <laughs> they didn't focus on and he blows up that's gonna be Gage a lot but there's gonna be also some some big time dud games from Gage as well he's gonna have his, his moments though for sure All right, so we have one uh, similar I also want to take this time to give a special shout out to the Knicks front office for being as shitty as they are <laughs> the Jimmy Jimmy said it would be a good time to mention just how bad the New York Knicks are and they are they're very bad anyway moving on to the Aints the New Orleans Saints uh, coming in obviously Jameis Winston also just put out a new video I'm sure you saw it first Gooch you, you have have the bell on his uh, Instagram page where every time there is an update, you see it first. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, that was the dumb. I understand the logic and I understand what it does, but it's dumb. Do you understand something? Is it dumb? It, no, it's not dumb. It's He's working out. great. It's absolutely great. <laughs> Functional training. What is a bench press going to do in real life for Jameis Winston? Like, what is it? What's the practicality for him to bench a bunch of weight? He's doing like... Arm strength? Ish. I mean, not... I don't know. He's a quarterback. He doesn't need to be benching. But what I'm saying is heavy. You know, that's it's a funny. great That's a great Nobody workout. else. Nobody Balance, else. Balance, everything. Nobody core. else in the league does what Jameis Winston does, right? We all know. Listen, Jameis, you got the job already, bro. You don't have to tell everybody that you're putting in all the work. We get it. You're doing it. But your fucking videos are cringeworthy, dude. Bro. I'm sorry. Um, they're so bad. He's an NFL athlete. I and get he it. posts on see, Instagram that he's working out. You post that you're working out. I'm everybody just a does guy. it. I'm just I'm nobody. So, I was, first of all, I was promoting my boy Kingdom uh, his gym and he's promoting his uh <laughs> yeah the dubs. Right. how do you how does he do it he does the dubs oh my god anyway so who's your saint you know it's james, it's james winston bro come on now <laughs> so Ding. all right so you get james winston i'm gonna take somebody that 
might wind up stealing a lot of yards on the ground. And it's not Mark Ingram, and it sure as shit ain't Alvin Kamara because he might get suspended for six games after all that stuff that they went through in Vegas. Give me Tony Jones Jr. to put himself on the map this year for the New Orleans Saints. All right, he's the third running back right now. Mark Ingram is obviously who he is. Everybody knows who Mark Ingram is at this point. And with Kamara's looming suspension, you would assume. If he gets away with that, by the way, like, holy shit. No, he's not. He's definitely not, right? So... My, my pick is safe with Tony Jones Jr. I think he runs the rock very well. We saw glimpses of it last year. This year, he can, he'll can get the ball a lot more. I think that's a good pick, but I'm not going to do Jameis like that. So, you know. Casey Hammond coming in. Jameis Winston is a low-key American treasure. Some of the things he does are unintentional high comedy. Homeboy is Andy Kaufman, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> Love it. Moving on over to... And Jameis never stopped. Posting your workouts, bro. Yeah, keep going, bro. Keep it up. These are very keep highly entertaining stuff. To the Panthers. Um, I'm going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, I'm going to say J.C. Horn. Uh, he, he's battling back this year. He had a couple injuries last year. Uh, or no, just one. I think one specific one that really damaged his uh, his rookie campaign. But um, J.C. Horn's my guy. Uh, I'll, I'll, like I said, it's hard for me to be like, oh, Christian McCaffrey or, or whoever the fuck plays quarterback for these guys this year. I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from the offense, keep pounding on defense. These guys were the number one defense for about, I don't know, four weeks last year. So continue that trend. J.C. Horn has himself a year-ish. Sort of. It's a tough one on the for me on this one. Probably, is, can I say Baker or Jimmy G, <laughs> right? So like one of whoever, the unknown whoever quarterbacks the starting quarterback right is for the Panthers that's not on the roster right now. Or is it, did they, is, did they get um, Matt Corral? Yep. They did. I feel like he's going to start. Yeah, I don't think. I, don't, I think once Donald screws up once or twice, they're just yeah, there's a short leash. But he's a rookie, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick a rookie quarterback from this brutal draft class. <laughs> I'll just pick a backup running back. Whoever that ends up being in camp, they had one last year. Didn't they have uh, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Chuba Hubbard breakout Chuba Hubbard. player. For First of all, the, for the Panthers. For you, you might as well pronounce your name third Chuba is, is very. It's, it's malpractice at this Chuba. point. I know, but he should be Chuba Hubbard. So you might as well just draft. When is McCaffrey getting projected third overall? <laughs> I think that you could safely pick Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, with like the 13th pick. I'll be the first one to tell you avoid Christian McCaffrey at all costs. Yeah, no, you're not the first one. Chuba. You're about the millionth one to Chuba. say avoid him. Breakout player right. for the Panthers, Chuba Hubbard. We got, we got the same Falcon. Kyle Pitts? Yeah. All right. So that's that. Marcus Mariota has to throw to somebody. Kyle Pitts is the guy. I think Mariota's he's, thrown 31 passes in the last three years combined. So Yeah. So And and Kyle Pitts, look, he's shown a lot of flashes of what he can do. A couple of those games last year was, was just incredible. And I think Kyle Pitts just continues that trend. New quarterback. A uh, little bit more on the mobile side, Mariota. So maybe... Things can open up a little bit more, different routes, uh, rather than just your drop, your standard drop-back passer like Matt Ryan. So give me Pitts to have a better year than he did last year. No sophomore slumps there. He does well. I think he does well. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, you're just seeing him at the tight end university and him standing next to his peers, <laughs> and he looks like the best tight end in the group. He's not, but he looks like he's the best tight end in the group. AJ's got a – I'm sorry. AJ's got a uh, high key sucked. No, he was talking about Chubba Hubbard, but he also said Donta, Donta Foreman is over there in Carolina. That's why I said whoever wins the You did say job. backup running back. So by default, you win that one. So we'll go back in time at the end of the year and be like, well, I told you the backup running back was going to be good. All right. So we're in lockstep. So for the Falcons, not, not to cut you guys off, but he, I no, think. No, you did. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Ritter might be a serious contention for a breakout player. You think he's going to start right away? I'm just. I think that Mariota's just made of glass when he's gotten the opportunity. He's always been hurt. Maybe, maybe. I Not just a have a hard pick. time picking a rookie quarterback from this class 
It's just tough. There's none of them really jump out at me. But I'm also not a fucking scout. So, <laughs> Scoop came in and said, Calvin Ridley breakout. And then Bailey responded, breakout of what? DraftKings? <laughs> Love it. All right, moving on over to the NFC West. We'll start with the 49ers. Um, again, the team that, that bounced the Cowboys in the first round last year and then bounced the Packers the following week. So we don't like the 49ers around these parts right now. But I will say that despite the fact that there was all these speculation that Debo was on his way out, I, I still think we're like three weeks away from training camp. I don't see Debo going anywhere else unless there's legitimate breaking, breaking stuff that happens. Uh, Debo Samuel there to stay. I do like the emergence last year of Brandon Ayuk. I think this kid's going to be even better this year. Give me Trey Lance as his quarterback, which everybody seems to be pointing that that's the thing. So new quarterback, new system. Give me Ayuk to have another really good year. Um. It's Trey Lance by default for me because he didn't start last year, and now they mortgaged a lot to get him, and now they're letting Jimmy G go in a roundabout way. We'll see how that plays out, but nonetheless, Still haven't done it. nonetheless Trey Lance <laughs> is going to be the starter week one, and I don't see how running with that system and that offense, um, how you can't pick Trey Lance. He's going to run the shit out of the football, and he's got a, he's got a cannon for an arm. If he makes even slightly decent decisions, which I think he will in the dumbed-down version of the offense that they might roll out for him in the beginning, Shanahan's are very good with keeping things simple for, mm. his, for his young quarterback, and I think Trey Lance might have a, a very Jalen Hurts-type season that he had last year. Okay. Yeah, stat-heavy. Yeah, Produce. he's going to have some rushing, to, uh, we'll rushing win yards, many some games, rushing but touchdowns. But then but again, the, I don't know. I mean, the 49ers are going to win some football games this year. I just – I. I it's the one guy that I just don't know anything about. Like you normally hear these things and have sample sizes. And like they had some packages for Trey Lance last year, but it just didn't seem like that was enough for me to I, be like, that's the guy, the, you know, the like reason why, the reason why it's because we're not in the position to make that decision. I understand. And because, that. <laughs> because the 49ers brain trust has been typically really good at making decisions in this regard. They really have been. So because 49ers make good decisions, Typically, especially this regime with Lynch, and they're not just coming off of Jimmy G because they need to get rid of him. Like, they make smart, sound decisions. And for them to move off of Jimmy G when they were a couple plays away from playing in the Super Bowl again with Jimmy G, who's made a Super Bowl with them under this regime, for them to move on, that's where, where I get my confidence from. Because I don't know enough about Trey Lance either, but I did see a couple plays last year in the limited time where he threw the ball like 70 yards in air for a touchdown. Yeah, but every so quarterback should be able to do that at this point. Yeah, you know who can't? Jimmy G. So Truth. He makes things better, <laughs> and he's able to do things, if the, at the very least, if they dumb down the offense— the way they had it for Jimmy G, where there's no deep balls and there's no extra. Well, when you have a web back or whatever the hell you want to call him, like Debo, you don't have to throw deep. Well, the guy can just well, make guess some what? space. They still do have Debo as of now, but at the very least, if you do that, hand off the ball a lot, do all this small intermediate routes, hit your tight end, hit your slants, right? They asked him to do that, but then he's also able to run, which is what Jimmy G wasn't able to do. So I think Trey Lance makes them just a way more dangerous offense. We'll see how the win. Want to see how out. fast. My boy Greg buys a lot of jerseys. I'm going to see how fast he buys the trailer. Probably already has one. I don't think so. I think his last jersey he bought was Jimmy G, as a matter of fact. He did. <laughs> he had a Steve Young jersey back in high school, bro. <laughs> this thing was definitely too small for him. It was like a belly shirt. We always said it. The Steve Young belly shirt. Shout out to you, Greg. All right, yo. So here come the Rams, right? Defending Super Bowl chumps. So they're going to come out there, and they're going to keep throwing the ball. They're going to keep running the ball. And they got a lot of great talent on offense and defense. So it's hard to pick one guy that's going to break out. 
Uh, if I had to choose, I'm going to go with the receiving core, and it's not your typical, oh, we signed A-Rob, so he's going to have a great year. And we kind of know that already. We kind of know that Cooper Cup is one of the best, if not the best receiver in football. But give me Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is the guy that we we talked about last year. He was actually inserted in some fantasy lineups. I know my dad started him a couple times. Like, he was on the come up. And I feel like you added Allen Robinson and don't have Odell right now. I think that even bodes better for a guy like Van Jefferson. Give me Van Jefferson and have another breakout year. I say another because I feel like last year he did break out a little bit. Give me another breakout year for Van Jefferson. I think Van Jefferson will, will vault up my list if – Odell doesn't ultimately sign with the Rams, which I believe he's going to. So I think it's going to relegate James, uh, Van Jefferson down to like fourth in the depth chart. But you know I'm going with my guy. I invested heavily in him in a um, in a <laughs> dynasty league last year. He came back on like six weeks from a torn Achilles. And Cam Akers has to be the breakout. If he gets the, oh, the job week yeah, one, I mean. he hasn't really had a chance to be the guy from week one on without an injury. On this team, the way they're going to use him, I can't see him not being uh, RB1 at, if he's healthy at the end of the season. Uh, just to specify, to Ken Palman, I called him a web, W-E-B back. Not a web back. <laughs> I called him a web back. Web <laughs> For the love of back. God. Uh, anyway, so give me Van Jefferson. He's going to go Acres. Two teams to go. The Seattle Seahawks, which I believe will be right there with the Bears uh, when it comes to number one overall pick unless Geno has this fantastic year or Drew Locke comes in and saves the day. It's hard for me to pick anybody in the offense or the defense. This team looks to be pretty bad. You lose Russ Wilson and do nothing to to kind of remedy that, and then I feel bad for guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They're wasting their years away. I would say the tight end again, and usually you would think of Noah Fant. I'm going Will Disley. Give me the second tight end for Geno Smith. The second tight end, Will Disley, will have a breakout season and take the job over Noah Fant, who they traded for Russell Wilson. There's a 0% chance that, that Will Disley beats out Noah Fant for the starting tight end job. We're gonna have go you seen on. Will Disley go, work? I don't give a shit. He's Noah really Fant, they good. They invested a lot for Noah Fant. He I mean, started. They, they didn't Noah really Fant invest a lot. Noah Fant was also a fantastic tight end yeah and he's like really good i'm well aware of who noah fant is i'm just saying anyway there it really is tough i think uh rashad penny is listed as a starter right now we've seen enough of him to understand that he's not going to get it done chris carson while he's a bionic workout artist he can't get it done on the field either because he's injured all the time they draft probably because of somebody i think ken walker the third is going to be their starter and by default because he's going to get 240 carries this year as opposed to maybe the 10 that he's gotten in his life Breakout player Will Disley might be cut. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? There should be a rule that if one of our Will breakout Disley players get gets cut. cut, he might not make the roster. He's and definitely making I will the say roster. That He's think, a Seattle-born Brett Geno guy. Smith, I think Talk Geno to him, Smith Bailey. wins that job. Geno Smith wins that job. Uh, That's my so prediction. unfortunate for think, Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke wins. You think, I think Drew so Locke too. wins because you've seen Geno suck. As a starter, but I saw Gino come in last year and play really oh, he well. Was, he he in lit him up. Time. He did okay. He knows the system. And what have you seen out of Drew Locke that makes you think he's good, other than the fact that you haven't seen enough of Drew Locke? Guy can rap, right? He's got some <laughs> swag on the sideline, maybe. But look, Drew Locke, I got to see a lot more. Everyone's like, he looks like he reminds me of Brett Favre. Which version? I'm not going. I'm not going as far as that. <laughs> I just think with him, Drew new Locke, play, new place, new city. You know. I love Drew Locke. Maybe. I'm a big Drew Locke guy. And he's got a lot of help, at least, so he'll succeed if he does get the job. I think any of those receivers, they're begging for somebody else to be there. And so I don't know what the draft class looks like next year as far as quarterbacks are Much concerned. Much better. 
Yeah, you would have to assume better than this year. And I think the Seattle Seahawks will be in prime contention to grab the best quarterback available because if the Bears suck, they're not drafting a quarterback, right? You would think. So I think the Seattle Seahawks have their guy in mind, and he's not there yet. Uh, let's wrap it up. Final team. The Cardinals. I can pick a guy that I think so you're going to pick just, just to hit the over. Let's recap here. You're definitely not going to pick my guy. but It's not Rondell Moore. It is not it's Rondell not Moore. It's not my guy. Okay. Not. All right. If so you're going defensive side of the I ball? I am going defensive side. Fucking I'm not. So All right, so, there you, so I won hit. on the under. I told you there was I was going to be good um, with that bet, at least. All right, so Cardinals, you're not going Rondell Moore. Who are you going with on the offense? I'm going Ben Eno, Benjamin Eno. Fuck they got that? rid of Chase. Was it Chase Edmonds? Yes, Chase Edmonds. Was they have there. James Conner. Yeah, but they had James Conner last year. James Conner last year, I think, machine. I think, is going to have a hard time replicating what he did last year. Right? He's largely been a guy that... He's gotten hurt often in his career, and coming off of a career year with the usage that he had, I think a regression is in order. And with Chase Edmonds leaving town, uh, Ben Eno is taking over as that guy. So he's going to get some opportunities over there. I think it makes sense that he's going to um, be a breakout. He's going to be used in fantasy. That's that's all I'll say. Keep Benjamin Eno on your radar. All right. There's a guy on the defensive side of the ball to keep on your radar as well. Drafted very, very short time ago. My boy, Brett Ernst, wanted in politic for this guy for the Dallas Cowboys. Linebacker Zaven Collins. Last year, flashes of good. This year, he's going to be flashes of great. This guy is very fast. Great open field tackler. Just up and down the field easily. With these sheds blocks, very good. He's just a very good linebacker. And you're about to see all of that shit on display this year for the Cardinals. They're going to need some defensive play help because I feel like their offense will struggle a little bit in the first couple of weeks without DeAndre Hopkins. I understand Hollywood Brown is there. I understand everybody loves Rondell Moore. And now the running backs are being talked about. But I think that the Cardinals offense will struggle a little bit in the early going, so their defense is going to have to step up. That's my pick. Just wait. AJ Green's gonna oh stop gonna the break. AJ oh, Green shit. He's like forty seven years out. old. Him and him and Zeke, bro. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, you you're, better. He, you you and Zeke better and you stop. AJ Green. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like are you like maybe Donald Driver will come back. There you go. If any of if anything, you'd want Jordy back. If you had to choose right now, bring back Driver or Jordy. Who'd you want? Like for their prime for their prime? Yes. Not even close, Jordy. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm asking. I'm, I, I, the question was. was Jordy Amazing was a way was way better receiver. peak than Driver. Driver was just consistent. Uh, let's see Bailey coming in saying Seahawks are very low on Fant right now. <laughs> Opening that door for Mister Will Disley. Um, I believe somebody called me a tight end dick rider. <laughs> that would so be if they're very low. That would be Casey Fant, Hammond. Thank I, you very much. Low hanging fruit. Will you, Disley so, to the so, Pro Bowl. So I'm not to not to question Bailey's info, but who who said that? I don't like, know. They probably got the some coaches, beat writers out the there. The coaches are like, oh, you know, we saw this guy for all of three hours of practice. We weren't allowed to actually practice, though, because the NFL rules. And we don't really like Not him. if you're Mike McCarthy. Like, we based hit. on what? Based on the success that he's had, like, actually playing in the league, he's your best player. <laughs> he's like, their, he's your <laughs> third best player. Relax, Seattle. Seriously. Right. Seriously, he's their third best player. I looked at their roster. No offense. Will Backup back tight end. <laughs> Will Disley. Third best player. To the Get moon, baby. All right. That is the NFC in a nutshell. Today, uh, me and Gooch are going to sit down. We're going to iron out what we got going on for the rest of this month and next. Because before you know it, 
I know this is crazy, but in three weeks' time, almost from now, will be the start of NFL training camp. So we are there, folks. Yeah, we I think are right we're, there. we're definitely between 70 and 80 days away. I think our math was a little off yesterday. But we're so very, too. very close to the NFL season actually being a real thing. And fuck the preseason. Fuck the uh, Hall of Fame game. I say that <laughs> with conviction. <laughs> we are here for week one and week uh, one only. Oh, man. And um, fantasy draft season is officially upon us. Trust me, I've been doing mocks already. Oh, are we going to do the magazine thing? Because I think that was a really good idea. Um, I need somebody to sponsor me for this <laughs> YouTube video that I'm going to do. I'm going to. I need somebody to buy every single fantasy football magazine and send them to 750 NJ 34 <laughs> Matawan, New Jersey, so I could do it. Oh, seven seven four seven. Yeah, no. I was looking. It's going to cost like a hundred bucks to make a video. Is there really that many magazines? No, there's I like mean, five. I, Right? They can't because they, they just say all the same the same shit. See, and well, they not don't. One, though. They that's, don't. That's that what the true. video premise and this was going to be. Video premise, which I'll tease it. I don't know if I'm going to do it for this season. <laughs> It'll probably be next, knowing me. Um, <laughs> but getting you know all five fantasy, all five, the only five that are in the world, fantasy magazines, and um, there's more than five, I, and breaking down which one's the best. Right. So anyway, we'll 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 discuss it. I it's going to be like idea. 70 bucks. I don't care that I mean, much. Also, <laughs> next month, you got you got the nice NHL draft coming up on, thir- on uh, Thursday, July 7th. And with that, we're going to end the show on a high <laughs> note uh, by, I don't know, give me something else a- after the NHL draft. Give me something. Wow. Something. Yankees are going to beat the A's again. Oh, How about the that? suspensions were doled out for that wild brawl. I didn't that we, see the that damn thing. Brushed you over didn't? the other I didn't day really watch it all. Because the this barbecue really and every, everything, about bro, it. the... the it was such a great brawl. Didn't, uh, there wasn't really many punches landed, but there was some good ones underneath from uh, Jesse Winker, who has definitely vaulted up the top. Uh, of my former, f- former, um, former, um, you know, regular at the Chop Studios, Jimmy Palumbo, saying no JP show drop. Well, you can blame your stupid non-existent production team over at Undefeated Media. They didn't send Oof. anything to Chris, so he can't post yeah, I don't anything. Ha- I don't have Shut a, your um, mouth. I don't have a, um, any link to the audio yet. Bum, bum, bum. Green giant. That, anyway. In that brawl, though, didn't somebody your shop show, with a cooler? Say uh, what? Didn't somebody throw a cooler? Yes, bro. And it was full of, <laughs> of sunflower seeds. So it just went bro, it was, it was into it the was, night. Um, it was more intense than just the, the sunflower seeds. I didn't seeds. see anything else. Although that, that was... And I use John Boy's quote, a work of art, when they slow-moed that. And <laughs> it, it really was. Bro, it was amazing. Bro, first the best, of all. The best was that he took the, the gum, and he threw the gum onto the field, and it scattered everywhere. And then you had, like, the Angels players scooping it up, and it was all after this. <laughs> I got to see that. Then, like, this was after This is the, all the breakdown for John Boy? Yeah, so I this, this guy that threw the gum, he was a relief pitcher, and the entire time that the, the brawl was happening, he was trying to break it up. And then when they were doling out the ejections... He got ejected, and that's when he flipped out. Okay. So he flipped out on the umpires, and Jesse Winker, who's in the other dugout, thought he was flipping out on them. This is after the dust settled. And I'm talking about a 15-minute Dude, what did up, I miss? Right? What day was this? This was after the dust settled, 15-minute dust-up, and Jesse Winker storm, runs out of the dugout again thinking that he was talking shit to him, but he was talking to the umps, and it was like, oh. Round two, fight. It was after all Bang. that craziness. Flipping off the fans, you name it, Jesse Winker did it. He says he wishes he had that one back. I'm here for you, buddy. We don't mind that one bit. <laughs> that we is don't mind that one bit. Highly entertaining stuff coming from Winkler. I, I think that was I, that part of it when I saw that part of it. Also, was great. Phil Nevin, douchebag. 
Former Yankee. Former Padre, former guy. Yankee. Uh, yeah, but well, he's... Well, what did he, he do now? He basically started the whole thing. Although the pitching... Can you give me the root of all this? Yes, yeah, so what was the, two weeks ago, Lorenzen hit Justin Upton in the head. Justin Upton Bastard. got hit in the head, but I think Lorenzen had some things to say about the balls that were being used, and it was a slippery ball. Uh, the Mariners didn't really react to it, but two days ago, Mike Trout got buzzed. or the, they, they had a meeting on the mound. The first pitch, Trout gets buzzed. Second pitch, like, really went for his head. And he didn't Wait get minute, hit. Back-to-back pitches? Back-to-back pitches. See, that's Nothing happened. Grounds so, to die. So this was at the end of the game. The, the Mariners end up winning that game, right? They dance on the field. At the end of that game, Phil Nevin's standing at the top of the dugout, and he's letting him know just what he's going to do tomorrow, right? He's not even the manager, I don't think. I think no, he's, he's not, coach. but that's fantastic. But how, you say, how was he a douche? This was amazing. Because I'll tell you why. I love what he did and makes the fight. I like that. But I think that a guy like him, it's like the players will, will take care of it. He made it a lot about him. And then when Jesse Winker grilled him after, bro, like it was weird because he got like a one-on-one with the guy, right? And even the, the Angels pitcher was like, bro, my bad. I had to hit you. He was like, what the fuck do you mean you had to hit me, <laughs> right? And, and then the Angels pitcher I'm was so, basically saying, I love like, you. I'm I sorry. Was, I was put in the game. Bro, they started. They announced before the game that they were like, oh, we're switching to an opener. So it was like cl- <laughs> clearly obvious oh my that God. they were coming for war in that I game. I love it. And Winker had a gotten Nevin's face at the end, and Nevin treated it like he was an umpire. Like Nevin was now the umpire, and he just – took his medicine, he had nothing to say back. If he was really that angry, then you should have fought him. I know you're a coach. Bailey was at the, the Lorenzen got tag game. He was there. He was there for that. <laughs> and Ken Palman had no idea that he lived in Seattle. <laughs> so that's funny. It's like, how the, how the but, fuck uh, were you there? Great. No. What? Oh, I was just say, then uh, <laughs> I think the funniest thing in all of this is that Anthony Rendon, who's out for the season, yeah, gets suspended throwing, for five throwing games. Throwing bows with a cast. No, he's out there with a cast, and he actually—he was the first one. He was the first one that actually—it wasn't a punch, but he definitely mushed with a cast on. With a cast on, yeah, Winker. Bob Orton made a career and out of Tepera, beating people Tepera, with a cast on. The Angels pitcher Ronald Tapera, I think, he definitely caught the—he caught the worst end of it out of everybody out there. And then at the end, there was another skirmish, and he was trying to get back into the skirmish, but he really wasn't. Like, he really, really wasn't. He got his soul took by uh, Jesse Winker. Anyway, that's their show, ladies and gentlemen. We closed it on a great note. We closed that on a great note. It wasn't that, the that hockey is amazing. I'm going to watch As soon as this show ends, I'm going to actually um, watch that John Boy breakdown. He does a great job of that. John Boy's been killing it. I mean, we know this already, and he's got funds out the ass now, which is great for him and his brand. But he also keeps putting the money ball. He keeps mixing money ball in with some of these Yankee walk-offs. Dude, what a... I, I got to learn this shit. <laughs> Kyle, I need another lesson. No. All right. Anyway, that's been a show. We hope you guys enjoy. Please like the video while you're here. If you're not here, come back and like the video uh, to do us a favor. That would um, definitely help us out with the algorithms. And YouTube is, you know, it's a very tough, tough scene out there. So we definitely need the help. Uh, we got ourselves another busy day. I do want to do shout out Curtis Sells Houses. He came in yesterday. Part of our bigger plan uh, is to help him out as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on here at Chop Sports. We want to thank you guys for watching. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Do all that stuff. New Jimmy Palumbo episode will drop later on today. So be sure to download that. You can download uh, the new Chop Fight Factory, Chop Sports Fight Factory. That's already out there because uh, I download that right away and I edit it right away. Something production teams should do. For Sturch and Gooch and, of course, Nick, this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you all tomorrow.
But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.